You know, uh, over the weekend we called our kids' conference Ignite, and uh, I just want to share with you real quickly about how God has got a plan, He's got a future for you, and He wants to ignite that within your life. You see, friends, your life is, is beyond just what just you. It's about the people around you. It's about your friends, it's about your family, it's about your workmates, it's about your schoolmates, it's about your family members that don't know Jesus, it's about your school friends that don't know Jesus, it's about your workmates that don't have a relationship with God. You see, he's, he wants to ignite a future within your life, he wants to ignite a, a hope within your life. And you see, our heart as a, as a kids ministry is about, for the weekend, is about how God would ignite a passion within a generation of young people to see the plans that God has for them come to pass. You see, they don't just come here to hear about God, but we, uh, we pray and we believe that as they come into this place, that they would leave this place and believing and knowing that God is with them, that God is for them, and that God has anointed them to go out and ignite a fire in other people's lives and their friends. You see, let me ask you this question, friends. What is it that you're living for? What is it tonight, the number one thing that drives your life, the number one passion in your life? For some people, it's money. For other people, it's clothes. For some people, it's about just, man, I so want to get married. For some people, they don't have a passion and a drive in their life. They're just living day by day. Whatever will be, will be. You see, friends, but the Bible in Hebrews talks about how God is a consuming fire. How God is a consuming fire. In Hebrews 12, 29, it says, For our God, who's God? Our God is a consuming fire. You see, God wants to consume within you a fire that will not only be birthed within your life, but that will overflow out of your life into the lives of others. You see, friends, as we think about the bushfires that happened in Victoria, you see, we know a few friends over in Melbourne, and they just, as we emailed them to see if they're all good, they talked about the devastation, and Squirt is from Melbourne, talked about the devastation that happened over there. You see, we only saw the devastation of that consuming fire, but you know what? That fire started with a little flame that was ignited by maybe just a match. And as it was ignited and as it was fueled, it consumed and devastated a whole piece of land. You see, God wants to ignite within your life a, a fire that would consume you. But you see, well, friends, as it consumes you, it would consume your friends. It would consume the world around you. It would consume your work life. It would consume everything about you. And you know what? Not only does the fire consume your life as we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and to, as we allow God's anointing to come around us and as we allow His anointing to consume our lives, it's also in that place that, that difficulties and hardships and things that we struggle with, things that we look upon our own lives that we don't like, it's in that place that God takes that away and God refines us and God makes us whole and God makes us more like Him. You see, friends, we're called to be like Jesus. But God also calls us to be Christians who would passionately serve, who would passionately walk after Him, who would passionately pray, who would passionately seek His face. You see, I know for my own life, I had things, and I still have things that I don't necessarily like about my life. I see my weaknesses. And the funny thing about our weaknesses is that we try and hide them. 
And we try and not let anyone out see them because we don't like what we see about ourselves. But you see, the Bible says God made you in his image. So when Jesus is sitting up in heaven next to his father and he looks down upon your life, what does he see? He sees that you're made in his image. The question is, how do you see yourself? I know for me as I grew up, I knew I wanted to serve God, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Or I didn't know what it was that God had called me to do. But I knew that I wanted to serve Him. But for me in my life, one of the things I hated as I was growing up as a teenager is I hated, I couldn't stand school. I really struggled at school. And hence, I didn't do that well and, uh, at, at school. And so all through growing up, I used to hate it whenever I had to, had to uh, get up in front of people and speak. Funny now, considering the kind of uh, thing that God's called me to. But you see, friends, growing up, you see, we look at people and we think, man, I want to be just like them. But you know what? We've all had to push through things and areas in our life that we don't like. We've all had to push through and start to see ourselves the way that God sees us when he looks upon us. We've all had to, at times, stand in front of the mirror and say, God, this thing that I see about myself that I don't like, God, I thank you that when you look at me, you don't see my weaknesses, you don't see my struggles, you don't see the difficulties, you don't see the fact that when I look at myself and the fact that I'm not very good at school, the fact that I don't think I'm that clever, God, you don't look at that. Because you see, when I looked at myself, I would see myself and think, how could I ever, one, support my family because I didn't do that good at school? You see, I knew when I had kids, I wanted my wife to be able to be a stay-at-home, stay-at-home mother because I know that, as a, that when the kids of today, most of them are growing up with the parents having to both work because of the way society is. And unfortunately, that's just a, for some people, that's just the way life is and they have to do that. But you know what, friends, it does come at a cost as well. So for my life, I was like, God, I want to be able to support my family as the father of my house, as the head of my house. God, I want to be able to support my family. I want my wife to be able to stay home. And of course, she's still in ministry and works. But God, I want her to be able to be at home when the kids come home. But you know, when I looked at my life, I thought, God, there's no way I could ever get a job that could get enough money to support them. Because I'm not that smart. Because I'm not that clever. You know, maybe you're sitting here tonight and you think that about yourself. How could you ever use me, God? Because I don't read well. I don't speak well. I don't do that well at school. I, don't do, I haven't got that good at that great a job. See, friends, God doesn't look at that. God looks past that to your potential. And God looks at your potential and he, that's what he calls forth. As he looks past the things that we see. You see, we see things with our own eyes. But God's eyes are different. He sees things in a different perspective than what we do. As he looks past our weaknesses, our failings, he sees our potential. And he grabs that potential and he calls it forth. Son, you're called to be one who would pastor kids. You're called to be one that would see an Ignite Kids rally with over 600 people in one place. You're called to be one who would preach. I love preaching now. I'm passionate about preaching. I love getting up in front of people to speak. But back when I was at school growing up, I wasn't always like that. I believe now I am the person that God has called me to be. 
I'm now the person, the type of person and my, and my personality. People say, man, you're just so easygoing. You're just so relaxed. You're funny. You know, you must have been like that growing up. I was nothing like this growing up. I was the total opposite. And you know, friends, the only way I was able to get to where I am today, and I've still got a lot of growing. I haven't made it. And if you know me, and probably my leaders who are here, you see me, you see my strengths, but you also probably see my weaknesses, and I have a lot of them. But praise God that as we continue down the journey of our faith, as we continue down the journey of our walk with God, He continues to refine us. And you know what the thing was that enabled me to be who I am today and where I am today? Was the fact that I allowed God to consume me was the fact that I allowed the presence of God to consume my life, to consume every part of me, to the point where now I, can, I've, I have a vision, I have a dream, I have a destiny. I know what it is I want, and I know what it is that I want to see come to pass. Let me tell you, friends, let me ask you this question. What is it that you're living for today? When you look at your life, what is it that you see? 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 I just want to leave you with these two scriptures. It says in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given them and and be assured of this. I am always with you to the end of the age. I am always with you with you. God is always with you, friends. He never leaves you. He will never leave you. You know, friends, you might be here tonight. You might not have a relationship with God. Tonight is your opportunity to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're no longer are you living life alone. We're no longer do you have to do life by yourself. Now you have a helper, you have a friend, you have a father, you have a leader, you have one who can share, who can give you wisdom and direction for your life. The last verse is this in John 14, 12. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I've done and even greater works because I go to be with the Father. The same works and even greater that Jesus did. He raised the dead, friends. He saw the blind eyes open. He saw the deaf ears open so that people could hear. He set people free. The same things we're called to do and even greater. But the question is, do you believe it tonight? Do you believe it tonight? You can take this, Vaughn. Do you believe it tonight? And if you don't, then that's okay. Because as you allow the presence of God to consume you, as you allow God to consume your life, He takes your weaknesses. He takes your struggles and He turns them into your strengths. You know, the one thing that I want you to go away with tonight is this, is that you can change a generation. You can ignite a fire and a passion in a generation and see people turn for Christ. You know, I just watched Braveheart this week. And because of one man, one man's passion and desire to see a country free, Scotland was brought out of 
bondage from England because one man, William Wallace, one man, it's all it took. One man with a desire, with a passion, and he pursued it until he got it. And people followed. You can do that, friends. You can do that. You can do that with every eye closed and every head bowed. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus. You don't know my best friend. You don't know my Savior. You don't know the one that turned my life totally around. Then, friends, I want to give you that opportunity tonight. Maybe you're alone. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're full of fear. Maybe your finances are in a total mess. Maybe your family are in a total mess. Maybe you've been looking to relationships for the answer. You know what, friends? The answer's not in any of that. The answer's not in money. The answer's not in relationships. The answer's not in alcohol. It's not in drugs. It's not in partying. It's in Jesus Christ. The answer is in Jesus Christ. He totally rocked my world around. To now, to the point where my life has meaning. To the point where now I'm living for something. What are you living for tonight, friend? If that's you in this place and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you want to know my best friend, my father, then friends, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Maybe you're backslidden and you've walked away. It's not too late to come back. It's never too late. Jesus will always accept you back. If that's you tonight, I'd just love you just to raise your hand and say, Steve, I just want to know Jesus or I want to come back into a relationship with Jesus Christ tonight. 